Have you considered starting a YouTube channel for your trade business or wondered what it takes to get thousands and thousands of subscribers? If you have, stay tuned. I talked to Max from Max Kill about how he grew his YouTube channel to 62,000 subscribers. Guys, strap in. It's a good one. of growing a trade business using tools like social media, website, and email? Do you want to learn how others have done it? Then make sure you subscribe to The Digital Apprenticeship. I'm your host, Stephanie Trinder, digital marketer with almost 10 years experience. When I was eight years old, my dad lost his building business and declared bankruptcy. He didn't have access to the business resources we do today, and digital marketing was a foreign concept. This inspired me to use my skills to teach tradies like you how to achieve business success using short, really actionable digital marketing tips and tricks. Welcome to The Digital Apprenticeship. This episode is brought to you by my free Shortcut to Digital Marketing eBook with 20 really practical digital marketing tips you can implement for your trade business. Grab them at thedigitalapprenticeship.com.au forward slash eBook. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Digital Apprenticeship Podcast. Have you ever considered starting a YouTube channel for your trade business, but doubted if people would actually sit down and watch your videos? Today, I'm talking to Max from Max Kill. In four years, Max has grown his drywall, plastering, and painting YouTube channel to more than 62,000 subscribers. Amongst other content, Max shares how-to videos, which is one of the top four content categories watched by YouTube users. The fact is, YouTube is the world's second largest search engine. It's responsible for one-third of mobile internet traffic. And now, since six out of ten people prefer online video to live TV, YouTube is a great channel to connect with your audience across their mobile, desktop, and living room devices. In this conversation with Max, we cover how he grew his YouTube channel, how it's impacted his business, and his top tips to help you achieve YouTube success. So if you're thinking of starting a YouTube channel, or if you already have one, this is the episode for you. Okay, that's enough from me. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Hey, Max. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you, Stephanie. So good to be here. Thank you for asking me on. For the listeners who don't already know, could you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? I have a small construction business in Southeast Queensland and there's only about five of us. And we go around and we do renovations and we do insurance repairs and we generally just fix anything people ask from frames to finish. So we put plaster, plasterboard on the walls and we paint and we clean up after ourselves. 
and that's it. That sounds so convenient. That must be your point of difference or your competitive advantage, right? That's definitely my edge. Yep. I've got a couple of licenses that allows me to do that. So it's very easy to very easy to do business with. From someone who's currently renovating their house, I'm not quite at that stage yet, but to just be able to hire someone who can come in, do it all, and me not have to call anyone else or organize trades coming in and out on what days, that just sounds so brilliant. Yeah, that gives us the edge. For sure. But you didn't always do that. What's your story? How did you get to where you are today? Um. I did uh, I did do construction since I was about 22 and I started to just upload videos more recently to YouTube and just for fun. And before that, I did web design just for fun as well while I was learning construction. And I just wanted – it fascinated me, um, you know, the online world and having websites and having that interaction. So did you make the transition from web development to YouTube – because you saw it as a strategic move for your business or was there another reason? Yeah, just out of passion, I suppose. I think I was looking something up myself, how to do something. And I, ca- I came across across this video and it was filmed in someone's garage and this guy was dressed up nicely and he was doing a plaster repair, a demonstration, and he, he had millions of views and he was kind of doing it all wrong. So I thought, oh, wow, I could, I, I could do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to film something and um, see the reaction I get. And it was good. That's great. Did you know what you were doing from the start? Did you research best practice for YouTube? Did you grow really quickly or did it take some time? What did that look like for you? Yeah, no, I didn't research anything. I just got on. I knew I could upload a video. I first uploaded probably about four and a half years ago. Uh, So I did my first one and I did my second one probably – you know, a month later, I wasn't taking it really serious, but you know, people were watching something as simple as how to fix a hole in the wall. That was very popular and how to paint. Uh, something simple like that, I started getting recommended my videos and that's how it started. And then it did it did just grow. So no matter what I posted, even if it wasn't very good or very exciting, people w- would watch it. Was it hard to record videos at the start of yourself I mean because for me I mean I'm sitting in a room by myself recording and that's nerve-wracking to me let alone putting my face on YouTube so how did that feel for you at the start were you nervous I, I didn't tell anyone personally that I was making videos I did it for myself so I I, I didn't really get shy for the first fair few videos I didn't really talk directly to the camera but And then I just started to think, I, I started to share it with people who weren't with me, like friends, and I'd say, oh, hey, check this out. Like, And then I just sort of thought I was just showing you know, my friend who I was comfortable with. And then, and, and it, it can be seen publicly, but that's the best way, I suppose. And I just, I thought of it as just teaching someone I knew, like an apprentice um, behind the camera, just to feel comfortable. I wasn't really thinking I was talking to an audience. I was just really talking to the cameraman and telling him how I do things. And that's how it's most natural. I haven't even improved too much. You don't have to be good. I think you just have to be consistent at whatever you do and it'll work. There's only one way it can go and it can go better. 
I really like that mentality. Just like podcasting for me is nerve-wracking, so is putting my face on Instagram. But something that helps me is reminding myself that I'm here to help people. So that gives me the motivation and the courage to show up and put my face and voice out there. So true. Even if it's just one or two people, it's totally worth it. And if you could just think small like that and anyone else who comes on and gets help from it, that's great. And that's the best, that's the best way to think of it. Speaking of judgments, how do your staff feel about you recording on the job? Are they supportive? Do they find it annoying? What do they think? And your clients as well. That's a good question. Uh, first, my staff sometimes want to say, hey, hold on, I'm going to get the camera out. Like, I mean, why not? It's free. Social media is free to use. So why not do it just to film a couple of minutes? And they kind of roll their eyeballs a bit, but then, you know, they go <laughs> with it. And that was in the beginning as well. And now I say, oh, you know, I, I got a few thousand views on that that video that we did the other day. And then, you know, they they sort of come to in the end. But I'm glad I definitely started when I did. And I, I wished I'd got on maybe Instagram earlier. You could you could still jump on Instagram. Is that part of your plan? Uh, yeah, it is actually. It's uh, all about motivation and, and just doing it, isn't it? Yeah. And time and priorities and your goals. There are so many reasons to do something. I think, yeah, you need to be really clear with what you're hoping to achieve before you start spreading yourself too thin. Definitely. I I see it as it's really good to capture memories or like a timeline for yourself and for your business that's, that's there forever. Oh, absolutely. It's great for that. And for someone like yourself, it would be a great opportunity for you to attract a different kind of audience who aren't prepared to sit down and say, watch a 15 minute video. So for you, it would be a great um, opportunity to target people who want to see shorter videos or who want to see photos of what you're doing and want to digest your content in different ways. Yeah, definitely. Like you said it perfectly there too totally different audiences between YouTube and Instagram and they both want different things and you're definitely right. Especially since you already have all of the content there ready to go, it would just be a case of repurposing that for Instagram. So looking into your analytics and seeing what videos have worked best for you and then, you know, using your awesome editing skills (laughs) to then shorten that. that. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, then shorten that, that for Instagram. I would love if someone could help me with that, actually. Yeah. So is that something that you do yourself, the recording and the editing? Was it hard to learn? I would suck at that. I definitely need your advice on what apps to use to edit videos because I suck. No, I it's I just started very simple, just on my phone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no special equipment, no special time no planning, and that's the best way with no um, expectations going into it. Just try to give a little bit of value, how to fix something, just keep it simple in your mind. Yeah, and it makes it so accessible, doesn't it? Anyone can do that. Anyone has a phone. Yeah, and that's how I started. So awesome. Is that what you can. still use today? I do. I went to – I never got into fancy, fancy cameras. I, I used the Sony – uh, but oh no, Canon, whatever it was, I can't remember. I used the GoPro for a little bit. 
and now I'm back and I, I have a dedicated um, Galaxy Note 10 Plus, and it's got a great camera, and I have a lot of memory on it, and I can just do it all straight off my phone. I even edit on my phone. I don't have to sit at home and or on the laptop and transfer files or anything like that. Everything's ready to go. It's made it so much easier. It's changed the way I do things. I need to do that because with my phone, I'm at that stage where the memory is so full that every time I go to record something, I have to delete a bunch of stuff (laughs) before I can record something. Yeah, that happens to me too. Do you use any apps to edit your videos? I do. I use Adobe Rush. I have Adobe Premiere Pro. I never use Premiere Pro on the computer, rarely. Um, Okay. And I just use old software on the computer. Uh, it was $99. And, uh, yeah, but now I just do it straight off my, my phone. And it has uh, little transitions and everything like that you can cut. It's 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 pretty good. I haven't checked that one out. I'm constantly on a mission to find apps that make video editing really easy. Yeah, I recommend it. They also have a Photoshop for your phone as well, so you can take thumbnails and do something with. You can do everything from your phone now. There's no reason why people aren't shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I agree with that. And for those listening who are thinking of starting their own YouTube channel and want some tips, what advice do you have for them based on what's worked for you? I've noticed that your educational videos, your how-tos and your inspirational content with people who are really skilled at their craft doing impressive things that seems to get a lot of views. I noticed maybe the top 10 of my videos, nine out of 10 have fluoro shirts on and, and construction. I think title, titling and descriptions and tags are very important. I've done, you know, a hundred videos of how to fix a wall or how to patch a hole in wall and different variations of the same thing going forward. People are going to, they're going to ask questions, um, whether it be to Alexa or Siri, and they're going to want answers in video. I think that's going to be the future. I couldn't agree with you more. It's about thinking like your audience and wondering what are they putting in the Google search box to find my content? What words are they using? What questions are they asking? What phrases are they putting in that box? And then using that across your YouTube title, your description, and your tags as well. Definitely correct. Yeah. And even if it's repetitive, keep keep doing it. I wanted to touch on to just a few other things that you do that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. One thing that you do, which I think is really clever, is in your descriptions, you'll post your website link and you'll link to other places to direct traffic. I'm working on global.maxskill.com. So that's something that I'm working on in the future because I get half the people that get in contact with me or come on to the channel, they're either DIYs or they're professionals. So I suppose it's somewhere for both of them to go. They need help wherever they are searching for that solution on their home renovation project. Or if they're professional and they want to you know, tap into the traffic that I have, I suppose I don't know where it'll go, but it's just fun like, thought I'd do something with the traffic that I have. I really um, need to launch that subdomain global.maxkill.com sooner mm. um, and get it out to more people, you know, put the website link on every on every video to get people on 
And I think uh, the sooner we do everything, the better. And that's why if anyone's listening, just get out there and do it. I mean, you got nothing to lose. Sure. And it's fun. You get to meet so many people. Yeah, you collaborate with a lot of people and you obviously do that just because you want to, but there is a strategic benefit of collaborating with people and that is they bring in more viewers, you share your viewers with them. I think that's such an important uh, aspect of marketing that people often forget about. They have they think that they have to do everything on their own and no. go from zero to a hundred, you know, just by themselves. When the power of collaboration is real, it's a lot better that way. Less uh, <clears throat> pressure on myself, I suppose, and I can film other people doing. It. I don't actually have to do the work, and it's not just advantageous in the sense that you know it brings in more viewers but it does create another content opportunity as well by collaborating with somebody else. You don't have to do all the work yourself. Yeah, that's true. And for the people working like yourself, Max, you're constantly working with other people. You're, you know, you might be on site with other tradesmen in all different industries and there is so much opportunity there for collaboration. Hey, you know, film this on your Instagram story and tag me and I'll repost it on mine. Yeah. Or let's, uh, you know, join up and document this process, document what we're doing and share it with our audiences and remember to tag each other. And that way your content is being seen by double the amount of people that it would have been originally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can find a few friends or a few people who are in the same space as you, um, Definitely collaborations like that are really worthwhile. You can grow together. Yeah, there's no glass ceiling to how big you can grow on YouTube because it's easy to forget it is the world's second biggest search engine behind Google. And I guess since it is an international platform, do you find that you get many leads from YouTube? How does that impact your business? I, I do actually. More recently, I've noticed it. I've brokered a lot of little deals. And even more reason to put that information in your description about the next step you want your customer to take. So putting your website link in there and your social media handles. Max, tell me, how do you juggle work, YouTube, video recording, all of the things, family life? How do you do it? Uh, I really like what I do. I think um, I, I like my job. It pays well. I like making videos. So it just doesn't feel like work. So I am putting a lot of time in in front of the screen, I suppose. But it's I've made yeah. it very easy and not a lot of editing goes into it. It kind of tells a quick story of how to do something or it shows something and that's it. There's not too much um, – fancy uh editing or anything going on yeah and you say that you don't really edit but at the start of your videos you will always or from the videos that I've watched anyway you will always preview what you're about to do and I think that's really important because those first 15 seconds of the video people are watching to see if they should while they're continue continuing to watch yeah and, and so what I've noticed you do is you often preview what you're about to do and you'll show the transformation. So you'll 
say, okay, today this is what we're going to do and then show the after image or the, like an after grab yeah, that's, and then you go into what you're doing? I think that's pretty important. I don't always do that, um, but I have seen when I do do that, the watch time's a lot longer and if people aren't interested, they might click away, but they kind of do get interested in that. But even if someone does click away, that's a good thing because we don't want them to sit there and then get annoyed with the video and annoyed at us because we haven't delivered on what we've promised. Do you use any of the other features uh, on YouTube? I know uh, you have a couple of playlists. Do they work well for you? They do. So uh, when I'm working on a playlist, if I'm going filming something, I can break it down and I'll put it all in playlists and then the algorithm will kind of suggest the next video for them to watch and that really helps. I think playlists are really powerful because YouTube wants you to stay on their platform mm-hmm. and playlists are another way to get people to binge your content. Yeah. So if you're starting out on YouTube, start with a few videos at once because then people are likely to stay on your channel for longer yes. because you yep. have more content for them to binge. And playlists are another part of that strategy. By creating playlists, you have multiple videos that people can keep watching YouTube notices that and then they give you more of their the more of their juice. Yeah, that's it. That's how exactly how it works. I've noticed um yeah, when you have videos in playlists and they go one after another, they all, when one goes well, they all kind of go well. I think that's an important part of any form of marketing is reviewing your insights, your analytics, whatever they're called on the platform that you're on. Yeah seeing what works well, seeing what doesn't, and then planning your future content based around those insights. Yeah, well, I bet you didn't think that you would be in the position that you are today being a partner of Google. How long into your YouTubing journey was it before um, you started getting royalties from YouTube? Um, Very early because back then they gave royalties to everyone and these royalties might have been you know, a cent or two cents a day. And slowly I have a graph and uh, to 20 cents a day to, to 40 cents a day to the first time I got a dollar a day to the first time I got <laughs> That would have been so exciting. And it just, and I thought it was exciting because I thought, well, if I just keep uploading, keep doing this, what I'm already doing, I'm not really going out of my way to make these videos. Um, it's just going to keep growing. So that's what I did. I have a framed... My first check from Google, uh, I think it was for like $500 and I never cashed it. So they always owed me. I don't know if you've noticed, you can uh, become an affiliate on Amazon and you, I share what tools I'm using. If they might see I'm using a trail or something like that or a vacuum, they'll click on it. I say, this is the vacuum I'm using and they'll click on it and I'll get a commission. All right, it. in the video. Yeah. And even if they buy it, even if they don't buy the vacuum and they might buy a pair of jeans, I still get a commission on the jeans. Just because you've directed them to Amazon from your YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how Amazon got so big because it grew like that. Very cool stuff. That's awesome for tradies because every tradie listening to this uses some kind of tool and that is just another opportunity for you waiting on YouTube if you think that that might be your thing, if you think that, yeah, videos might be a good channel for you. If you could go back to trade school and they were teaching about digital marketing, mm-hmm. what would you put on the curriculum? 
Um, great question. I would put um, how to post your first video, just step-by-step how to post your first video and keyword and title it and upload it yeah. and then where to read your stats from. Before we go, Max, please let the listeners know where they can find you. Uh, just type in Max Gill on in Google or on YouTube or type in how to fix a hole in the wall. That's awesome. I love that. I'm going to do that after this chat. I'm going to do that and see if you, if you show up. Yeah, I should do, yeah. So lovely to chat with you, Max. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And I'll I'll keep an eye on the global Max Kill and your Instagram page too. I'm sure the listeners right, will be I better get yeah, moving. following your journey. Exactly. No worries. And if <laughs> anyone can help me um, getting my YouTube videos over to Instagram, you know, I'm really busy. If anyone wants to help me with that, uh, get in touch. Yeah. Any great. editors out there, hit him up yep. for sure. Yep. All righty. Cool. Well, thanks again, Max. I'll chat to you soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Max from Maxkill and you learned a thing or two. If you did, please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The more people who do this means the more people who will see my podcast, listen to it, and hopefully learn something too. Guys, I would be so grateful if you did this. Thanks for listening. I'll chat to you next week.